Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Mind Body Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Michaels, and thank you so much for joining me again today. Um, so, a couple pieces of business before we get into the show today. I just want to take a moment to remind you guys to rate and review on iTunes if you can. Um, I'm also slowly getting these episodes on YouTube. So if you want to join me on YouTube and subscribe to the show there, you can find me there. I'll put links in the show notes for all of it. Um, But the, the reviews and the love are the best way that we can grow organically. I don't advertise. I don't really promote that much on social media. So your reviews help us get into more listeners ears and can help more people maybe kind of dig themselves out of pain um, with the help of this and other podcasts in this realm. So thank you for doing that. I really appreciate it. Um, Secondly, if you want to join us on our Facebook group, um, the Facebook group is called Mind Body Masters, and Mind Body is one word. So join us there. I mostly just post episode announcements, but then I also sometimes post questions, and that's what today's episode is all about. I posted a question last week that said... If you are still stuck in healing, what do you think is the number one reason for that? And so today's episode is going to be uh, an answer to the majority of the of the posts in that uh, particular post. And so we're going to get into that in a minute, but I also just wanted to mention that I am now a level one certified SERPA practitioner. If you're not familiar with SERPA, SERPA is the Stress Illness Recovery Practitioners Association out of the UK. It's Georgie Oldfield's organization, um, and she's got all the big names in TMS on her team. And so I'm excited to be in that program. It's a practitioner training course um, so that I can help to guide more people out of the trenches of chronic pain Um with the help of SERPA. So um, if you guys are at all in need of a helping hand in your journey, feel free to reach out and we'll figure something out. I'm in the beginning phases of this um, journey, so it would be the most affordable at this point in time, and we can talk about that um, in a conversation. So feel free to reach out to me if uh, you feel called to do so, if you need a helping hand in your your uh, journey through this process. And so, yeah, so today's episode um, is kind of taking from my post that I posted in my group. Um, and the question was, what is keeping you stuck? What, what do you think is the number one reason for that? And overwhelmingly, in many def- different variations of the sentiment, fear was the number one answer. And mostly fear of the symptoms, fear of the pain itself. And I got so many wonderful, thoughtful responses. So this question is actually going to lead to a number of episodes, but I wanted to do just one whole episode specifically on fear to sort of kind of unravel this for people a little bit. And maybe something will resonate from what I'm about to share. And if not, then Um, I encourage you to reach out and kind of give me your specific situation so we can kind of brainstorm it together. And so one of the biggest components of the fear problem is this deeper fear of losing control. 
because anybody that's been in pain knows that it makes us feel like we're, we have no control. We, we can't will it away. We can't muscle it away. It's there and we've done all the research and we're, we're doing all the right things and it's still here. And that freaks us out beyond words. And so, and if you have done all that emotional work, if you have done all of the leaning in and the accepting the diagnosis and the believing in it, and, and you're still not there, then your fear is now topped with some guilt and shame that you're not good enough at healing. So one thing that is certain about this deeper fear of losing control is that that deeper fear doesn't just come out of nowhere. It came out of your life experiences up to this point. So if you resonate with this particular flavor of fear, I suggest just investigating this a little bit. Ask yourself the question, where in my life have I felt like I was losing control? And see what comes up for you. It could be that you had a lot of experiences um, of moving around a lot as a kid or changing schools a lot, or maybe you lost someone you loved very much without being able to say goodbye. And so at the roots of all trauma is this element of loss of control. The events that are traumatic to us are the events that are totally out of our hands, right? There are things that we did not expect. That's why they're traumatic. There are things that kind of blindside us. And so, yeah, control is a big issue in those situations. And even sometimes we feel like we should have been able to control it. And so maybe if we would have done something differently, uh, we would have created a different outcome. So then along with that fear of loss of control is this guilt that, that we could have done something differently to not be where we are now. So this is ridiculous. And this is the first part of fear that I would address. Um, and give yourself permission to let go of. So say, for instance, you were sexually assaulted or abused, and maybe you've had the thought that, oh, I should have fought back, or maybe I should have said no more clearly. And my question to you is, are you sure? Are you sure that doing those things would have kept you safer? I think that we innately know in those situations that freezing is sometimes our best option. And so, yes, we were losing control, but our inner being knew that to keep us safe, we needed to have the least amount of resistance as possible to just get the situation over with. And this is me speaking from personal experience. And so... We are all still here. We did exactly what we were meant to do in those situations. So the what if situations running through our heads are normal to think about, but they're not helping us move forward. So let's see if we can let those go. And so later on in life, after these traumas have happened, now we have pain, right? And so this old familiar feeling of loss of control is creeping back up for us. And this is especially frustrating when we've read all the TMS books, we've done the journaling, and we're trying so desperately to get rid of the pain, 
we forgot that this fight against the pain, this saying no to the pain is fueling it with the fear that lies underneath that fight. And the fact of the matter is the only thing certain in life is uncertainty. So this unrealistic universal expectation of the world to be this comfortable, predictable place is going to thwart us as long as this is what we expect and command of the universe. Accept that we are totally out of control all the time. If we can accept that, that we just kind of have the illusion of control sometimes and that expecting our bodies to stay the same forever, to never experience pain and to not have changes occur within it, that these are unrealistic expectations as we all know that change is the only constant that we can be sure of in life. And so now I'm going to talk about the fear of the pain itself. This fear of the pain itself is normal and natural, but it's really helpful to just remember that pain in our bodies is a basic human response that is evolutionarily helpful to us. Pain helps us self-preserve by alerting us to danger either within us or around us. But in this day and age, we have fear messages all around us. And, and then the fear of the pain itself has actually become a cultural paradigm. Almost all of us have been raised with this belief that says that pain is the enemy of pleasure. We all see pain as the opposite of good, the opposite of happiness, or as a signal that there's something so wrong with our bodies, or as a sign that there's something that we've done that's so bad in life that we are now being punished for it. And of course, sometimes pain can indicate an actual physical problem that needs attention. But if you're chronic and if you've been checked out for malignant processes and emergency situations, then it is almost certain that the fear of the pain is now your new pain. It did me so much good along my own journey to remember that pain is my body's way of trying to protect me. And so when we react to pain with this disproportionate fear and interpret it as wrong or dangerous, we set off an emotional pain-fear cycle that feeds upon itself, delivering more pain because fear is just another emotion that our brain sees as unsafe. It was the unconsciously perceived unsafe emotions in the first place that got our bodies to try to protect us to such a degree that pain arose. So what we are really truly trying to find in this life, more than pain relief, more than symptom relief, more than mental emotional relief is safety. When we feel safe, pain dissolves, not the other way around. We don't 
suddenly feel safe when pain leaves us, but when we can truly feel safe within the pain, then our pain can leave us. When we try to get rid of pain, when we try to heal, when we try to push for a different experience than the one we are having right now, that means we do not feel safe yet. When we try to get rid of pain, we are trying to get rid of it because we fear that it will be with us forever. We fear our future. We fear what we see down the road with pain in our lives. We fear disability and we fear further loss of control. So the true Jedi way to transmute the pain we are in now is to cultivate a feeling of safety within ourselves while we are still in the depths of intense pain. You can accept the diagnosis and lean in and excavate your emotional wounds as much as the next person. And these are wonderful practices and please do them if you haven't yet. But if you're at a crossroads wondering why you don't feel any relief yet, it is highly likely that it's because you don't quite feel safe inside your own body or your environment or both. Sarno's 12 daily reminders were created, I believe, so as to continually remind your consciousness of the fact that you are safe. Sarno says, do not be intimidated by the pain. TMS is harmless. TMS is an emotional response to repression. And it's these phrases that are designed to keep your fear of the pain down. So if you're fearful of your pain experience, it is highly likely that you still do not feel safe within your own body. And this is either one of two things. It's either a lack of belief in the diagnosis and I talk about belief in episode number 17 of this podcast. So if you haven't listened to that one and your belief in TMS is still shaky, then that's something you need to work on cultivating. So go ahead and listen to that one. Um, and then the second reason is that maybe the pain is at such an intensity that it makes you doubt in the diagnosis from time to time, therefore doubting your safety to move about your life experience freely. When I first listened to Healing Back Pain on audio, I felt an undeniable wave of safety wash over me, hearing Sarno's words of reassurance. I felt like for the first time in eight years, the condition of my spinal structures was not even close to as dangerous as I had envisioned them to be. Right away, I decided to trust in my body, and I felt safe enough to test out the theory of TMS because I, I don't know that I fully believed that it could be that true. It was like almost too good to be true, right? I read all the Amazon reviews and it sounded like sorcery, right? And so it went against everything I'd ever heard from any physician, physical therapist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, 
or professor during my whole medical education. And so I trusted enough in that moment. I felt safe enough in that moment to immediately resume all slouching. I immediately stopped all PT exercises. I removed all bolsters, props, pillows, and guarding postures. I started sitting on previously unapproved furniture, and I started moving my body in ways that I had deemed too dangerous before. And the more I did all of those things, the better I felt. And I believe now that it was because I felt safe for the first time in a long time. And the thing about safety is, is only you can decide to give yourself the green light of safety. Only you can decide that even though it hurts, that you are still safe inside of your own body. You are safe within the pain. Pain does not equate to tissue damage. And that notion must be reinforced and remembered on a daily basis if you find yourself slipping back into fear about the safety of your own body. One way we can help ourselves reinforce our safety is to first uncover all the ways in which we currently feel unsafe. Laura Mermosley and David Butler are Australian pain scientists and physical therapists who primarily talk about how pain is a direct result of our safety versus danger balance within us. They call this phenomenon uh, DIMS and SIMS. SIMS, S-I-M, stands for safety in me, and DIMS, D-I-M, stands for dangers in me. So their work postulates that if the dangers within you or the dangers that you perceive in your environment outweigh the safety you perceive, then pain, emotional stress, and chronic symptoms arise as a result. So then one way to confront our fears is to just write them all down and take a good look at them. Call your dims or your fears by name and see if you can replace each one with a counterbalancing sim or rationalization. Then we can begin to rebuild our neural network by taking action that defies these danger signals. So here's an example of some fears or dims that you can write down. So I would take a piece of paper divided into two sections. On the left, write dim. On the right, write sims. And so let's write down our dims first. So let's say one dim is a visit to the doctor and the doctor showed you your MRI and he pointed to a shocking image of bone-on-bone arthritis. Another example could be you roll your ankle, which swells up to the size of a softball. Another example would be you get a diagnosis of fibromyalgia. And yet another example of a danger or a dim would be you get fired from your job. 
So keep going with a list like this. Just write down all your fears, anything that creates a feeling of danger, and just look at them. Look at them, and then with those particular examples, right next to each one, something that makes you feel safer about it. So let's tackle the bone-on-bone diagnosis. So you can write next to, in the SIM column, you can write next to the bone-on-bone diagnosis something like, I actually just learned that bone-on-bone doesn't necessitate pain, and that makes me feel safer. Also, Jimbo Jones across the street has bone-on-bone, and he's not in pain, so maybe that can be my case as well. And then with the ankle getting rolled and swelling up example, you can write next to that, oh, wow, cool. I know that swelling means that my body is this amazing self-healing machine and that this warmth of inflammation is working hard to heal my tissues. Inflammation is a good thing. Inflammation is our body's way of healing us. That's pretty cool. Okay, and then for the fibro diagnosis, you could write next to that something like, oh, hey, I just learned that fibro does not involve tissue damage, so I can rest assured that the pain is only an indication of my heightened sensitization, my heightened nervous system, and that if I can cultivate peace and a feeling of safety within the pain, then my nervous system will dial down soon enough. And then if you get fired from your job, you could come to a realization maybe that, oh, hey, I was largely undervalued at my job. My job created a lot of stress, and now I can go discover the next greatest step on my career path and find something that is more aligned with who I am now. And so then once you remind yourself long and hard of the inherent safety within you, then you can begin to become more mobile with this attitude of outcome independence while increasing your activity. So beginning to move your body in ways that you previously felt unsafe doing. So if bending over was a trigger, begin to bend over while affirming to yourself that you are safe to do it. If it hurts, so what? You've been hurting for so long, what's a little more pain at this point, right? You are working to reprogram your neural network by doing these things that you previously associated with danger. So keep going. This is important work. Trust that the pain is not dangerous. Treat each part of your body that hurts as if it were a phantom limb, just oversensitized and under a false impression of danger. And if you maybe have a diagnosis that you're feeling like is out of the realm of TMS, then maybe go look for and find examples of spontaneous remission cases of that particular diagnosis and see what comes up. Do a Google search and search spontaneous remission of dot, 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 and you will find spontaneous remission stories. Um, And those are so empowering because it shows that what we think we know about certain diagnoses isn't necessarily true. Our negative bias would lead us to find only examples of the worst case scenario because that's what we humans do. We are negative Nellies for the most part. Um, So go look for examples outside of the norm and study those till you're blue in the face. 
And if you find finally that you simply cannot bring yourself to discover feelings of safety with these particular techniques, then ask yourself, can I decide right now to cultivate peace within this situation, regardless of the conditions that I'm currently observing? Here's another way to reframe pain. So we all know that emotional repression leads to pain, right? We repress what we need to in a specific moment. And that is a a gift to us. Can you imagine the chaos if we couldn't repress and we just said what we felt all the time? We would not get along with anyone. We wouldn't, we'd likely like have you know, purge days or something like that, where we would just like go kill each other. And so repression is a gift. We got to see it as a gift and see that it is helpful to us in certain situations. We repress when it's inconvenient to look at a certain emotion at a specific time. We repress when our brain sees it as too scary to look at just yet. So then that would indicate that when feelings and pain come into our experience, that it is only arising within us because it's finally safe to process and integrate that feeling or pain now. We just have to remember that that's the work we're doing. Because sometimes when these things come up, we judge ourselves for having pain or for having those scary emotions because it seems like that indicates that we're off track. But in fact, It is coming up because we are exactly on the right track right now, and we are now safe to process it for our greatest evolution. So then every single thing that comes up within our experience is coming up because it is actually safe to feel that right now. So if you're feeling anger arise, it must be because you're safe enough to feel anger right now. If you're feeling sadness or grief arise, it is because you're actually safe enough right now to feel that sad right now. And if you're feeling anxiety arise, it is because you are actually safe enough to feel anxious right now. And if you're feeling pain, it is because you are safe enough to be feeling pain right now. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, it's not what we've been told is the right path, but it is the right path. Your increase in pain is not regression. It is expansion. Your fear about the pain is an illusion and a trigger to keep the pain fires stoked. And so In that vein, this last piece I'm going to touch upon goes a little bit deeper down the rabbit hole, but I think it might resonate with some of you listening today. Many of you listening right now, I know are empathic souls here on this planet. And you know, if you're an empath, you feel the pain of others so deeply. When you watch the news, you can feel the pain of the others that are suffering in in your visual field. And so it is helpful if you identify as an empath to remember that the emotions or the pain that you might be feeling right now 
are probably not even yours. And you are only feeling them so that you can assist in integrating them for the collective. If you're an empath, you are doing deep work in this life. And you are an empath because you are safe enough and strong enough to be processing these deeper burdens for those who cannot. Being an empath is an opportunity to heal on a greater level than we've known we could. And Rumi said, the way out of the pain is in the pain. So I suggest you become friends with your pain. Love that pain up so intensely that you ask for more and more and more of it. And this isn't just a fake it till you make it technique. This is an act of total surrender an acknowledgement that my pain or my sorrow or my fear or my grief is exactly where I need to be right now. And if I can help process this for my own evolution as a human being on this planet, or if I can, as an empath, help someone around me or something within the collective process some of this discomfort so that it may become the lightness that we are all seeking just a little bit faster than I wish for no mercy. I want more of it. Now that I know my pain doesn't symbolize something in me that I've done wrong or some kind of karmic punishment, now that I know that it's only because I'm a badass and that I can handle this because I've been handling it for this long already and I'm still here, now I can be with it without falling into a hole of self-judgment about it. Now that I know that I'm a spiritual warrior on the front lines for the collective, I can finally be at peace with this pain. And the longer I can cultivate peace within the pain, the faster my brain catches the message that I am no longer in danger and my brain is re rewiring into safety. You are safe. You are safe. You are safe to feel emotions. You are safe to feel fear. You are safe to feel pain. Feel it all the way through to the end and know that it only has so much steam. Feel it as the safest part of you and trust that you are not hurting yourself. It is natural to slip back into fear every once in a while, but so long as you've had everything checked out and you know that it's TMS, trust that your pain is harmless. Your pain is only still hanging on because you thought it was wrong, because you thought it was bad and not supposed to be there. Your pain is only still there because it feels dangerous to you. Your pain is not dangerous. Your pain isn't wrong. Your pain won't be here forever.
and your pain won't be long at all once you can feel the pain as a safety signal. Each time you feel a twinge, put your hand on your heart. Take a deep breath into the lower abdomen. I am safe. I am safe. This pain lets me know that I am safe. Thank you guys so much. I hope that resonated with you guys. Stay tuned. We'll see you next week.